for listening to the CyberSide Chat podcast series where we examine issues related to our hybrid world. As we reboot the CyberSide Chats, I thought it was important to do a podcast about the future podcasts. These podcasts have always tried to focus on things in addition to law, and that certainly will not change. If anything, as data and connectivity become more and more core to our daily existence, the focus will be less on legal and legal compliance issues and more on how companies and societies should think about data and connectivity and then govern those issues from both a public and private sector perspective. And that is really the point. Whether it's how our government creates governance structures and requirements, which we might call controls in the private sector, or the private sector itself creating governance structures as well as applying control frameworks, whether those are expressed in laws or not, the issues remain the same, and we need to think about them holistically. What do I mean by that? I mean that both public and private sector need to think through what we feel are appropriate and sustainable practices regarding the use of data. While the CyberSide chats will not exclusively focus on these issues, explaining these concepts will be helpful for many of our discussions that will follow. To get a little bit ahead of ourselves and give further context, ultimately, as we will see in both the public and private sector, there is always a balancing, whether it's explicit or implicit, of the value of the data processing versus the potential costs or harms created by the data processing. For the private sector, this doesn't seem to be a novel concept, though it's not always framed that way. Even within the regulatory frameworks that we work with, that concept is clear. One need only look at the data use around the pandemic to see how governments permitted the use of extremely sensitive data to address a public health concern. In that case, the value created by processing the data was judged to outweigh any potential harms in processing extremely sensitive medical information about individuals. But the issue is even more core on that on the regulatory front. In the United States, the Federal Trade Commission does not have general privacy authority and as a result relies upon its unfair and deceptive acts and practices jurisdiction under Section 5 to enforce both privacy and security issues where it does not otherwise have jurisdiction. While deception has been a common basis of enforcement, we see more and more that unfairness jurisdiction is used by the Federal Trade Commission, including in privacy cases. Inherent within the analysis of unfairness is a balancing of value or benefit versus harm regarding the particular practice. As we will see in future podcasts, this type of balancing, whether it is under Principle 9 of GDPR, examining proportionality and taking a risk-based approach, this is inherent in many legal regimes. Moreover, it's typically implicit within other laws with more explicit requirements. The role of unfairness and the balancing inherent in many of these laws and enforcement regimes will be examined, but that is not the focus of today's podcast. Today, I want to set the societal framework for why that fairness analysis matters and how we should begin to actually think about these issues. There's been much discussion about the impact of new technologies such as VR and how they will change our society. The reality is, it's already changed. Most of us just don't fully appreciate it. We're already living in a hybrid world where the real world and the cyber world are inextricably linked and impact each other. For those old enough to remember the time before the internet, think about how differently you retain and search for information before Google, how many friends you had that you never met in person, or how many times you bought a good that wasn't actually a physical good, but rather a virtual good, such as an NFT. No, we don't all walk around with VR headsets on, at least yet. We use a screen and a keyboard on our phones, which are really portable computers with computing power that is millions of times larger than the guidance computer for Apollo 11. 
The only real difference is the interface we use, a VR headset versus a device screen, but that's an interface issue only. And by that, I mean this. Whether we all run out tomorrow and buy a mansion in the metaverse or not, we already live in a hybrid world with real and virtual hopelessly enmeshed. How much time we spend in each and what mechanism we use to interact with our hybrid world matters exactly not at all. The reason we've entered this hybrid world is our predominant line of communication is, for the first time, virtual, and many things in the physical world now depend upon the virtual world. One of many such examples is a connected medical device. Is that a physical device or a virtual device? The answer is it's a hybrid device. Given the dependence upon the internet by business now, most businesses are at a minimum hybrid, if not fully virtual. What do I mean by a line of communication? To understand that, you have to put into context the history of how society moves things over great expanses. Society has always looked for ways to connect itself, which required the creation of technology to do it. And understanding the core components of that process is important because there are certain consistencies in these methods of connecting. Namely, there's a medium that is used to connect, a road, a platform that travels along the road, an engine that propels the platform, and propellant or fuel to move the platform. Over time, our ability to connect in a more efficient way has only increased, and not surprisingly, the state, in many cases the military, created this technology. If one looks at the history and context, roads were used for centuries, with various carts serving as the platform, pack animals provided the engine, and the food for the animals fueled the engine. Society eventually began using the ocean when ships were created that could travel long distances, and sails were the engine before the creation of other engines for ships. Wind was the propellant. Eventually, the skies became the road when the plane became a way to connect quickly after the advent of the jet engine, which ran on oil. Now, we connect in cyberspace via a web of networks that are linked via our current road, the telecommunications backbone, with myriad platforms and the engines being computing power, including AI and ML, which is propelled by information. And as with many of these prior roads, this one was funded by the military, in this case, what is now known as DARPA. There are very few or no natural or man-made borders, in most cases, with our current road, and the size of the engine keeps growing. And as always, as the engine grows, so too does the need for propellant, in this case, data. A point worth noting on the fuel propellant point, while I recognize that energy is needed to make the computers turn on, they are equally dependent on data to propel the computing process. And to be clear, I don't just mean personal data. Data of all types fuels or propels the computing power in our current line of communication. One can look at all the examples above of how the creation of technology enhanced connectivity in the world, and a key point becomes clear. These lines of communication can be used to do four things that are generally helpful for societies, but they also can be used to do four things that are detrimental. The four positive things are diplomacy, information sharing, commerce, and social connection. The four negative things are war, propaganda, crime and piracy, and espionage. Our core challenges when we examine privacy as a concept, as well as cyber, result from our inability to see two things. First, from a privacy perspective, much of our society depends upon a DARPA-created line of communication that is propelled by and inherently dependent upon an ever-increasing amount of data. Second, From a cyber and national security perspective, our current line of communication is a borderless global road that permits these four sets of activities to occur with few checkpoints along the way to regulate conduct. 
You can't solve complex problems without first identifying what the problems actually are. It is past time to do that with privacy and cybersecurity. Future podcasts will examine these issues more directly and start to propose solutions as to how we can start solving the core issues that we all face in our hybrid world. Please join us for future CyberSide Chats as we continue to examine issues related to the hybrid world. (music) 